Do you believe in love at first sight? For sure, I had like moments where I met someone and I'm like, wait, what? What just happened? Or what is love? That's such a great question, girl. I don't know, like... Is there anyone yeah. you think would know? Should I call this person? <laughs> Hello, Mum. Probably she's not going to pick up the phone. Who do you call when you have these questions? My sister. Oh, your sister. Full. I will call my sister. Let me see what she thinks. Hola. Hola, et puc fer una pregunta? Què és l'amor? Tu què penses? És que jo li dic que jo no ho sé. She says that she don't know either. Vale, vale. Està bé, amor. Ok, gràcies, amor. T'estimo. Un besito. Gràcies. Gràcies, amor. Love is a set of emotions and behaviors characterized by intimacy, passion, and commitment. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, affection, and trust. Love can vary in intensity and can change over time. It is associated with a range of positive emotions, including happiness, excitement, life satisfaction, and euphoria, but it can also result in negative emotions such as jealousy and stress. Psychological research over the past 50 years have investigated the difference between liking someone, loving someone, and being in love. Liking is, describing as, is described as having positive thoughts and feelings towards someone and finding that person's company rewarding. We often also experience warmth and closeness towards the people we like. In some instances, we choose to be emotionally intimate with these people. When we love someone, we experience the positive thoughts and experiences as when we like a person, but we also experience a deep sense of care and commitment towards that person. Being in love includes all of the above, but also also involves feelings of sexual arousal and attraction. However, research into people's own views of love suggests that not all love is the same. Love is a way of existence. We embody love. We are beings of love and real love is unconditional and meant to be shared. So, um, the first clip was of Rosalia and I think her name is Amelia. Um, she does like her chicken shop segments. And um, I just found that to be really cute. And just the way she talks is so cute. And um, yeah, so that was a little intro. Um, just reading a couple definitions that I found and like a couple answers that I got from people. Um, so I have my notebook again because staying on track. I also have water beside me because uh, who knows how long this is going to be. But basically, I watched uh, the film 500 Days of Summer. If you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, it, you kind of, again, don't really want to get confused or spoiled or don't care. You know, that's your choice. And um, let's just say like, I watched it and after watching it like I definitely had that moment of like shit am I like Tom or am I like Summer and like you know 
maybe this past um in this past relationship i was more like summer or i was more like tom just stuff like that and i think for a lot of people they kind of felt that because clearly in the beginning of the movie it states that this is not a love story so just seeing that and then just remembering that it's not a love story is like honestly really genius um the director did a good job with that um but i want to talk about some things in the film and guess like my understanding because honestly like i understand both sides i don't really think that one is um more right than the other because i i just feel like just seeing both sides and seeing certain points um for summer certain points with tom that it's just like i I see it and I, i i guess i get why um so basically tom was saying that his ideal and want of in a relationship for love or yeah came from watching the movie sorry i like accidentally clicked my uh laptop and it like stopped recording so anyways um yes tom was yeah he's seen that movie and he was like yeah that's what i want that's how it's supposed to be and um summer like she was trying to be like i don't want anything and um she ended she ends up going with the flow but she also tries to like break it to him like hey like i don't want anything like i kind of told you but he's so like um involved with like getting that dream uh the graduate version into his life that he doesn't realize that he signed and um it's really interesting because a lot of films don't show that you know they don't really show uh the under like they don't show how it's very easy to see something maybe in the media or watch so many like films or like childhood movies that they always show that two people get together and fall in love or happily ever after like we see that so much that it's almost like how can you really be mad at tom for like wanting something like that um for a majority of the movies and the tv shows that i would watch when i was younger i would always see that you know like i i it wasn't common for me to watch a lot of films where it was like they get divorced like um oh she ends up not liking him i didn't watch a lot of that it was so much more of like happy endings so that's where i kind of like side with tom because it's like bro i i see where you're coming from um but i think also like with summer she was kind of like straight up but 
it's also kind of one of those i guess i don't know if it relates but um if you've seen the perks of being a wallflower like my favorite film of all time there's a quote in there that says like we accept the love we think we deserve and um some people have their disagreements maybe they agree with that but sometimes it makes me think that you know it's not a bad thing if you if someone's just being affectionate towards you and you kind of just want to let it happen and like allow it you know i don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing um but i can also see the downside of things where it can easily mislead the other person into thinking that okay this other person is clearly interested in me because you know they're going with the flow they're going um i guess the feeling it <laughs> so yeah just watching that movie i was definitely like back and forth and i think everyone should watch it not because it's here to reevaluate if you're in love or not but to see how it's not really about the whole um like sunshine side of things you know that uh sometimes it's something you really really gotta think about um and thinking with your head and not your emotions all the time so um yeah that's one of the things that stood out also i hope this mic is really good at counseling like background noise because there's a bit of noise not really in my room but the other rooms so hopefully uh it doesn't catch that um yeah and then the last like bit of the movie where it was like split in two screens of like the reality versus expectation um i definitely think everyone could relate to that scene because it's very easy to have expectations um built in your head maybe not so much like you force forcefully want it to happen but built in your head and when you're like in the reality of things it's almost like you're in two worlds where in your head you're kind of expecting like oh it's gonna go like this and then you're back in reality and you're seeing that moment isn't going that way and it's like it makes you kind of sad but it also kind of i guess shows us that sometimes we just can't be living in a fairy tale all the time and that sometimes it just doesn't work out and honestly that's okay i just at the end of the day i don't think that film was made out to make you feel bad or um again like i said rethink if you're in love or not because at the end of the day i really just think like no one is necessarily at fault whether they are alike such as like whether they feel like they are similar to tom or similar to summer i don't think it's anyone's fault because um 
quite honestly, everyone has a definition of love and everyone has different experiences and things they've seen um, that are ultimately sometimes, uh, not sometimes, but it kind of just stems from your childhood, honestly. Um, as interesting as that sound, a lot of things stem from your childhood. Uh, I feel like that's why when you are maybe getting some sort of professional help, like they always want to ask about your childhood. Like in your head, you're like, mm-hmm, I don't know why you're asking that. But it's because honestly a lot of stuff are is connected through your childhood a lot of what you build your beliefs and understanding comes from your childhood until you grow up and decide for yourself that "Mm, maybe i should change the way i see this or maybe i saw it as really normal and now it's not really normal you know it's only until um i think i saw this thing i also did like do more research about it but essentially it was saying how like when you reach adulthood you get like this click in your brain and it's like just an instant rush of i guess re like it's like re it's like reading over a lot of your childhood memories and then kind of diving into it and I guess like you decipher from there like um I don't think that was normal or you kind of feel like wait maybe this specific memory connects how I do this specific thing to this present day like stuff like that um I have to do more research on that but um I think it's true honestly and yeah back to like childhood it's what you grew up with um not everyone had two parents a house and you know siblings and you know maybe not really celebrating a lot of the traditional holidays or Maybe they had stepfathers, stepmothers, um, maybe like a family friend, someone they just really cared about them. So a lot of people's situations differ and are really dependent on what they saw. Um, And as a kid, you definitely just, the only time you ever stop and ask yourself if something is normal is For example, when you see your classmates' parents coming together all the time. And then you might look at your kind of situation and you're like, um, my dad isn't really here or my mom isn't really here. But like Jimmy's parents are all the time. So how come like I don't get to have both my parents here? Just things like that. Um. And it can get confusing, but I think sometimes it's very easy for a kid to move on from that moment. Like, they'll go home and then it's like, 
that thought of you know wondering just kind of leaves um but also like how love was talked about in your house i guess um this is really silly but i used to think that you were only allowed to say i love you to your family like i don't know if someone told me something or whatever but I, i used to think that and so i remember there was a time when like my friend was like i love you and i said it back because i didn't want to be mean but in my head i was like i thought you're only allowed to say that to your family so it was like (laughs) it was really awkward but um with time you know like i see it as like my friends are my family too so you know i don't i say it back to them all the time but yeah it was just like one of the things I used to believe and um again uh some people might have someone really special in their life uh like a specific relative maybe not not as essentially like having it be your mom or your dad maybe it's just like a specific relative that you feel really really connected to and for you that was like yeah i think this is what love is i think this is what the feeling i am experiencing um so yeah everyone's situations are very different but i also kind of want to talk about johnny depp and it'll make sense why i'm bringing him up um because obviously given how the court cases are going on and everything um it's very actually okay for me i read a book it's called what happened to you by oprah winfrey and dr perry uh ever since i read that book i just feel like i am a wallflower in terms of like i'll see something but I'll kind of understand and I'll kind of be like, I, I, I know the reason and I, I see where the psychological connection comes in. Not saying I am a psychologist or I am the master at psychology. If anything, I flunked psychology in high school. Um, <laughs> so this is just me and the knowledge I got from that book, honestly. But um so yeah johnny depp and amber heard i straight up okay i didn't really pay attention to johnny depp like i vividly remember willy wonka that was like the main role i remember him from and i didn't know anything about his personal life i knew that he had a kid just very little things i just willy wonka that's all i got from him (laughs) but yeah so the case the trial is all going on and i was watching a video of him describing his childhood this was this video is a little bit 
earlier in the uh, trial and he was like vividly describing it and vividly saying like how his mother used to treat him and maybe you might just watch that and understand it or maybe you might go your out your way to really do your research but essentially from my understanding of the things that I've read and connected the dots to um I I I understand why it wasn't easy for him to up and go and leave Amber when the physical violence started and that is because like Johnny was describing how his mother used to throw like ashtrays at his head she used to like have just brutal nicknames for each child like essentially picking at an insecurity that they may have or a deformity I think that's the word that they may have um she used to like do the same shit to her his dad and another powerful thing is that when it's coming from your parent your mom or your dad it's very powerful because these are essentially the two people that created you you know um it's really really it's it's a really powerful thing because you are 50 50 percent connected to each of them um so of course the abuse that he endured from his mother was powerful and intense and for him being the young child maybe he was like this is normal and I guess well this is technically love if she's doing this or sometimes parents will be like I hate you because I love you um and it goes back to like intergenerational trauma which I don't really want to dive into for this episode specifically but yeah so for him it's like these are normal things that someone does if they love you and now you look at amber hurt and you see how she's violent with him she psychologically manipulates him and stuff like that and you know to the outside it's like oh just get up and leave if you're in an abusive relationship but the reality is is that being a a child and seeing the stuff his mother did to him and then being older and getting into a relationship where the same things are happening honestly it's not his fault because he had already as a kid you know built the ideal of what love is like you know okay this is normal and just it's just one of those things where it got so normal as a kid that when you and your adult relationship is like that you you're not able to um look at it and think i need to leave this isn't safe to you it's just like this is what's 
comfortable. This is what I'm used to. This is what I understand. Um, so much so that when you get into a relationship where the person is like genuinely cares about you and is passionate about you and like it's just I guess doing all the right things it's scary for those people because that is outside their comfort zone so immediately they kind of just put this guard up of like oh they're being too nice they're being too much like this like or even just like very push away and it's again for the outsiders it's always just like what he's being so nice to use blah 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 but understanding all of that it makes me understand why it isn't easy for people to just up and leave an abusive relationship because nine times out of ten they dealt with something in their childhood or they saw something in their childhood constantly that it became their painted picture of what love is and then they carried out into that adulthood and thinking that this is what I know so now that I'm in something that is good but I'm not realizing it's good it's scary it's scary that it's good because it's nothing like this picture that I had from my childhood um and that's why it takes people time to really let that person in the person who wants to treat you right it takes time for someone to let them in is because this is new like this is like whoa I'm actually in something that's healthy and this is very interesting but yet a little bit scary um and also in no way am I trying to say it's your parents fault um because again it could always date back to like their parents and stuff like that but also it's not your fault either you know um whether or not you've kind of looked into the book that I mentioned early or maybe you've done your own portion of psychological research um it's no one's fault everyone was just kind of going based off that picture that they painted as a kid and um I think the more we can understand that the more we can uh I guess build stronger relationships and understand that maybe one partner in the relationship is having troubles um letting go and being open maybe for a specific reason that they need time to really heal and work through um so yeah just basically what i'm trying to say is that with that whole trial going on basically johnny was dating his mom um because the similar incidents that he would describe or yeah between the incidents with his mother and the incidents that would happen with her they're very similar um and the way that he reacts to them are very similar because 
in his childhood, not once did he ever feel like, you know what, I don't like this. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to say something. He just kind of knew to be quiet or make sure not to say the wrong thing. So, um, you know, on top of that, I think that there really there wasn't really anyone in his childhood looking at that and seeing what he was going through to step in and say like, hey, that's not okay or that's not a normal thing. So that's why it was something that he carried out into um, his adulthood relationship with Amber. Um, and yeah, I hope I like <laughs> described a little bit of psychology in uh, a simpler way as best as I could. Um, again, it's no one's fault. Like, that's really what I'm trying to say. And that's the message of this episode is that it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault when someone doesn't know what love is. It's no one's fault when um, that relationship that isn't healthy, they don't see it as not healthy. Um, you can obviously like want to support someone and help them get out of something like that and help them heal. But until they take that time to sit and reevaluate and look at their childhood and just do all of that, they won't understand it until they do that for themselves. Um, and it takes a lot of work, continuous work, continuous practice, and <clears throat> fuck yeah I think that we should just try to not really like I'll see videos of why you attract these kind of people why how to stop being like this how to stop so you don't get hurt you know yada 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 um no hate to those videos like if you you know want to express what you know or what you learn or what maybe has helped you by all means do it but what i would want in a perfect world is to stop to like stem away from the how to stop how to why do you keep doing this because in my opinion i feel like those titles are very much like finger pointing um because essentially no one really wakes up one day and decides I want to make my relationship compl complicated. I want to be in an unhealthy relationship. No one like does that. It's more so just understanding where does it stem from. Um, understanding yourself. You know, maybe you didn't even get to know yourself well enough before you start investing your time in knowing somebody else. And also just like unlearning so much, you know, get away from that whole like, I need that Disney princess fairy tale because 
maybe there's true love stories out there that are absolutely beautiful but it's it was so easy to ingrain it in our heads like i want that i want that like i need this like i want it to be exactly like this so i'm gonna try to make it like this even if um summer isn't you know seeing my storyboard of things like i i really want to push for it like you know trying our best to stem away from that um because honestly i think that no one no one's at fault and we all we're, we're all trying to understand what it means to us we're all trying to understand and maybe connect the dots and get to know ourselves a little bit more um just do that little bit of work and i think something that i've realized is that if you end a relationship with someone or you get out of one you don't have to get into a new one you know i think we have this life stamp of oh like we're gonna fall in love with someone um and that someone has to be someone that we're not related to it has to be someone that um like we have some magical story of how we met them just that life stamp but ultimately i think that even if you had one experience of feeling unconditional love receiving that from someone regardless of the status i think that's worth it if you want to go out and try to experience it again sure but i think you know just that feeling like someone was able to give you that unconditional love and give you that immense intense feeling is good enough you know um you can slow down and just you know wait for the person you can slow down and just get to know yourself and maybe someone appears or even if you are older and you've never been married that's not a lose like it's about the life that you lived and you don't have to spend your life with someone you know you don't have to make that forceful i don't want to die alone you know you don't have to um because i think that when you do that it's intense i'm fuck i'm losing my recording time but maybe i'll make a part two but yeah that's just um what i wanted to say and that you should watch the movie 500 days of summer and good night holy fuck i only have 30 minutes on this anyways bye